Hey everybody, welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Jake Martin again with Christians on Campus, and today I'm here with Michael. Hello everyone. We're glad to uh, kick off another episode. We're finishing up the second portion of our journey through God's speaking to us, answering the question, can God speak to me? And how does God speak to me? Last week we were touching God speaking through the Word of God, the Bible, and this week we're uh, wrapping up the second part, God speaking as the Spirit, which just reminding everyone cannot be separated from God's Word. So it does kind of sound like a continuation of last week, but that's because it's so awesome. God's Word and God's Spirit go together. And so just as we're getting into God's speaking as the Spirit, uh, we'll also be covering a lot of verses here. Very good. Very good. Not to divorce the Spirit from the Word, because the Word is the means by which the Spirit speaks to us. So um, that being said, maybe we could start with a, a really awesome portion of the New Testament. It's one of my favorite books in the whole Bible, the book of Hebrews. Uh, there's two verses in the first chapter that are just marvelous, uh, saying something concerning the way that God speaks. And maybe I could just read these verses and we can have a little bit of fellowship over the content of these verses. So Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. God, having spoken of old in many portions and in many ways to the fathers in the prophets, has at the last of these days spoken to us in the Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the universe. So starting here, it's a, it's a really interesting thing that the, the scripture would tell us that God speaks in the Son. I think it's a really marvelous revelation that God, the God whom we have come to know, the God whom we believe in and we have received, he is a speaking God. And why is this important? Because if he, if he never spoke, he would remain a mystery. But because God has spoken, God is revealed. And we can know God based upon his speaking. And this really points to God desires to be made known. That is why he has spoken. He has spoken to man because he delights that man would know him. And we know God based upon his speaking. And so it's a wonderful thing to realize the God of the universe is a speaking God. And so we should long for his speaking because we shouldn't be content with God remaining just a mystery when he is fully able to be known. He, is, he has done the work of re revealing himself. We just need to sit and open our ear, open our heart to hear his speaking, to incline our being to receive his speaking because it's based upon the God who has spoken that we, we are able to know this one. We're able even to draw near to him and even know what is in his heart, what is what. What is his good pleasure? What is he doing today? This doesn't need to be left to mystery. Actually, it just needs to be it just needs to be something we take time to hear. So, I yeah, I love this portion like you said that 
the the Old Testament came to us in many portions, right? So God spoke in many ways. He spoke to the patriarchs. He spoke through Moses, through the law. He spoke through the, the psalmists, the prophets. There were many portions and in many ways by which God continued his speaking. And as the speaking progressed, the, the mysterious God became known. He began to be revealed. And I'm just currently with my family reading through the Psalms. And it's really wonderful to, for me to see the psalmist. They're groping. They, they listen to God speaking. They have a heart to take in God's word. And they take it in as, as God speaking. Yet there's, still, there's not the full revelation yet. And so I was reading in one psalm to my kids yesterday, and it was just so comical to me where the, the psalmist was all over the map. But then he, at one point, he just there's just this clear revelation concerning God. And I, I just think, wow, you know, that's, that's somewhat how we are. You know, even though the, the word has been fully delivered to us, God speaking has been, you know, given to us because we're still receiving it. We're still quieting our being down to hear it. We're also in this process where we speak a lot of nonsense, you know, or, you know, sometimes what we speak just doesn't really make any sense. But then because we do have a, an ongoing, a progressive hearing of God speaking, there can be this beautiful expression of, of our wonderful God in the midst of sometimes complicated speaking, you know. Absolutely. I've, I feel like uh, our understanding of who the Lord is by practicing to speak to him, to have him speak to us, it, you know, sometimes we get a little confused what to say to the Lord or what to say about the Lord or how, like what he's saying to us or what he's revealing concerning himself. It's always getting clearer over time, just like the psalmist. And I like, Michael, that you showed us this journey that God brought his people on through the Old Testament. It's not just a narrative of God bringing from people to, uh, from one physical location to another, but as he's speaking in the prophets or one time he even spoke in a donkey, you know, like he's speaking in many portions and in many ways, according to Hebrews, what is he doing? He's unveiling himself. He's unveiling his purpose. And the psalmists, like you were bringing out, even though they loved God they treat God's law as his speaking. They don't just think of it as something to do or not to do. Right. They think of it as, oh, how I love your law, how I love your ordinances. Your speaking revives me. Mm-hmm. They're speaking these kind of utterances. Yeah. They're not always that clear, though, who God is and what he's doing. And it, it makes me think of Ephesians 3, 8, and 9. Paul said to me, less than the least of all saints was this grace given to announce to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ as the gospel. So this was the goal Mm. God is working toward, is Mm -hmm. to unveil Mm -hmm. his unsearchable riches in the person of Christ and to declare these things in the Son, just like Hebrews said. God is speaking through this unsearchably rich person, Christ, the Son. But verse 9 and to enlighten all that they may see 
what the economy of the mystery is, which throughout the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things. God has had seekers throughout all this time that he was speaking. The prophets were seeking. The psalmists were seeking. Some of the good kings, they were seeking. They wanted to know what was in God's heart, but he didn't fully unveil it. It wasn't until this person, Christ, came that now God's speaking is fully Mm-hmm. unveiled That's right. fully manifested what he what he wants and it's so wonderful that we have this person through whom we can receive God speaking God can be fully made known to us his purpose is not a mystery anymore we're also you know getting brought along in right. our receiving this speaking and, and enjoying this speaking right so maybe a few other verses just to complement Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, we have from 2 Peter 1, 21, this expression that for no prophecy was ever born by the will of man, but men spoke from God while being born by the Holy Spirit. And Hebrews really picks up this because uh, there's a lot of references in the book of Hebrews to the Old Testament. But every time the Old Testament is quoted, the, the writer of Hebrews actually doesn't quote the, the man through whom that word came, but actually said, the Holy Spirit says. So there's a few examples, and maybe we'll just uh, read them also to you. So in, uh, in Hebrews chapter 3, so in Hebrews 3, 7, It says, therefore, even as the Holy Spirit says, and then it quotes something from the Old Testament, today, if you hear his voice. And then again, in Hebrews 9, 8, same thing. It says, the Holy Spirit thus makes this clear. And then it goes on to speak of something from the Old Testament related to the the way of the Holy of Holies has not yet been manifested. And then again, in Hebrews 10, Again, 10, sorry, verse 15. So chapter 10, verse 15 says, And the Holy Spirit also testifies to us for, ha- for after having said. So it's really wonderful that with this book of Hebrews, we're really brought to actually, yes, the, the Bible came to us through man, right? They, but these men, according to Second Peter, were, they were born by the Spirit. And we even then are even helped to to see from Hebrews that this was actually God speaking. And the Holy Spirit is speaking through men. And we need to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is speaking. And even though, sorry, I was just realizing the beginning of the book of Revelation, there is a word that, or you could say there were letters written by the Apostle John and sent to seven churches. But those letters were, were instruction to the believers in, in these seven cities to hear what the Spirit says. So there is something the Spirit is wanting to say. Well, what is the Spirit saying? It's, it's saying what the Bible says, but it's saying what the Bible says to reveal God, to open up the, the mystery, like, like you read in Ephesians, that yes, it was hidden. God, there was a time when 
God speaking was not yet fully unveiling what is all that's in his heart. But because we have both the Old and New Testament, today we have the complete revelation. We have the full unveiling of God. But we need to also go through this process to take now the the unveiled speaking, the full um, counsel of God, and allow the Spirit to keep speaking that very revelation so that the the mysterious God would be to us, no. We would be able to join Paul to declare the unsearchable riches of Christ as the gospel. We would speak the, the marvelous economy of God, the purpose of God, which, which God delights to make known to us today. I think it's really good that you're, Michael, bringing out this point about the word making Christ known and when this is your goal, then how you handle the Bible becomes different. Yeah. I think why sometimes for someone who's seeking the Spirit speaking, they might be disappointed if you bring them back to the Word again, is because to some Christians, the Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth. You <laughs> right. know, it's, it's the instruction manual. You open it, you see, okay. I got to be like this. I got to dress this way. I have to speak this way. I have to not do this and do this. But when, okay, so if you want the Bible as an instruction manual, of course, like you're going to not want to read the Bible for the Spirit speaking. You're going to want to look for the Spirit speaking maybe through creation or through some kind of interesting uh, feeling that you get. But when you realize, like with the example of the Apostle John in Revelation. John got a vision of Christ. He got a vision of what the Spirit will accomplish in the the last days, but mainly what's that revelation concerning is concerning the person of Christ himself. He wrote that down according to the Lord's Word, and then people read those epistles that were given to the churches. But what was unveiled? They weren't just told, what to do. Here's this letter from John that says, dress this way, look this way, eat this, don't eat that, speak with these words, don't speak with these words. These letters conveyed Christ. And so just like, um, just like our brother John, we like to speak the word in a way that unveils Christ. Or we like to get into the Bible or speak the Bible to one another in a way that helps us to hear what the Spirit is speaking to the churches. And yeah. we just ask the Lord, Lord, speak to me what you're speaking to the churches, and then realize that what he speaks is not going to be something other than what has been written. Right. Yeah, so we weren't intending to go to Revelation, but I think we can, because I, I, I just like, you're making this point so clear, and I just want to read the verses that why you're speaking what you're speaking. So in all of these seven epistles that are are here in our hands in, from Revelation chapter 2 and 3, it starts with, these things says he. That's the son. And it then it, it reveals the son. And then he's revealed in, in marvelous ways in all, each of these epistles. And so I'm just reading from the very first one, Revelation chapter 2 verse 1. This is the, the uh, to the church in Ephesus. 
It says, uh, these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, he who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. And, and then it, it continues. It just, it's his speaking, right? But then in verse seven, it says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. So I think it's really wonderful. God has spoken. The Lord the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, is the very speaking to us today in these last days. And the Son is, when the Son speaks, it's the Spirit speaking. The Son is speaking to reveal all that God is because the Son is the very embodiment of God. All that God is was expressed and declared in the Son. And the Son today is the Spirit to speak all that God is, to open up, to unveil. And it, it just continues. I mean, every, every letter starts this way. And then we'll just move on to verse eight. This is the letter to the church in Smyrna. These things says the first and the last, <laughs> he who became dead and lived again. Wow. Surely this is the son, right? This is Christ Jesus. And then at the end of the epistle, it says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says. So we... I am just, I, I'm being infused with faith to realize we're in an age where the Spirit is speaking. So if the Spirit's speaking, what are you listening? What are you hearing? We want to hear what the Spirit has to say. And what the Spirit has to say, it speaks regarding the Son. Because the Son is how we know God. God is fully manifested, fully defined in the Son. But the Son today, and we're going to, I think, maybe go from here to the gospel of John to even see that this one, the son of God who was on the earth, who walked among us, who was a genuine man, just like we all are. At the end of his life, he had some particular speaking to the disciples that really connects this, this whole matter of the, the speaking of God, the speaking of the divine trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit speaking together, even speaking the one, the one speaking. So maybe I'll hand it back to you, Jake. Yeah, let's, let's jump over to John 16. And there's, uh, let's see, four or five verses that are they're really cool, just seeing how, like you were just sharing, Michael, the, the triune God, all three of the Godhead, function together to reveal God and speak things concerning Christ. And, and that's what we really want to catch on to in these verses. John 16, 12 through 15. The Lord said, he's speaking to the disciples. And he said, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So this is before the Lord died and resurrected. And even up to this point, the disciples have been missing what he's sharing. He's talking about going to the cross. He's going to be raised on the third day. Right. And the gospels tell us it wasn't until later that they understood what he was saying. It was right. like the words are just bouncing off their skulls. So he's like, I'd like to say more to you, but you can't bear what I want to share with you right now. Then he said, verse 13, but when he, the spirit of reality comes, he will guide you into all the reality for he will not speak from himself, but what he hears he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are coming. Wow. He will glorify me, for he will receive of mine and will declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. 
For this reason, I have said that he receives of mine and will declare it to you. So the source here is the Father. The Father has so much, and all that the Father has belongs to the Lord Jesus. That's right. But the Lord Jesus, it says that the Spirit receives of him and declares it to you. So how is the Lord declared to us? The Spirit declares the Son to us. And the Son is all that the Father has. So here's the whole triune God speaking words to us that convey the Son, help us to see the Son, just like in Revelation. The Son is declared, but the Son's being declared is the Spirit speaking. It's so wonderful that the Spirit can speak to us to declare the Son. Wow. Yeah, I, I love these th- this this portion, which is connected to the previous two chapters. It's mysterious, yet I think it's it's really helpful for us just to receive it, to take in what is here, because what is revealed is the divine trinity. It, it it's and it's a mis- in a certain sense, it's a mystery to us, but it's not a mystery that we can't appreciate and that we can't even just receive in simplicity as a child to realize that God, he delights to be known. He delights to be revealed. And so he has spoken. But not just in many ways and in many portions, but specifically in the Son. And, you know, the Gospel of John starts with this expression. You know, the, it says... In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and tabernacled among us, full of grace and reality. And what, what, does, the, what does the Word do? Well, I want to read, actually, I want to go back to that. So in John 1, 17, it says, The law was given through Moses, grace and reality came through Jesus Christ. And then the next verse, No one has ever seen God, the only begotten Son who's in the bosom of the Father. He has declared Him. So the Son is the, even the clear declaration. But what the Son declared in declaring the Father, he helped us to see, actually, this is what the Old Testament was written for. All of what has been handed down, all that had been accumulated through the many portions in many ways was a revelation of God himself. But this step of God coming into humanity, the incarnation, the son now declaring, it just takes it to another level because now we're able so clearly to go into the Old Testament. And we've even used these verses so much. We see the son, which is to see the father. And the Son and the Father today are there. We're being led by the Spirit of reality into all that is here. Because I just love how the Son had many things still to say. Yet he, we, or the disciples, weren't yet ready. Because why? Because they didn't have the Spirit indwelling them. The Lord hadn't made the way through his death and resurrection to indwell them. But as the indwelling one, he can reveal to us and even he becomes the the spirit of revelation. 
that is able to enlighten us to to see all that God is, all that all that God is doing, all that God even has done. Yeah, maybe uh, I think this is so good. We could bring in actually John chapter fourteen here, another portion regarding the spirit of reality, who's guiding us into all the reality. The Lord again before His death and resurrection, uh, John fourteen sixteen through eighteen. He said, I will ask the Father, he will give you another comforter, that he may be with you forever, even the spirit of reality, whom the world cannot receive because it does not behold him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and shall be in you. So who's the one with them at that moment? Who's the one with them speaking? It's the Lord Jesus. He said, I'm going to ask the Father to send another comforter. You already have a comforter right now. Because I'm with you, and you you behold me. The world doesn't behold me, but I abide with you, and I will be in you. And then, you know, further proof of this, John 14, 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. So the spirit of reality will come from the Father, and I am coming to you. Coming to you to do what? To speak more. I'm speaking to you outside of you physically, but I'm going to come into you. And I'm going to speak from within you. And I'm going to, even like it says in Luke, I'm going to open your mind to understand the scriptures. They've all been revealing me this whole time. They've all been unveiling the triune God the whole time. You weren't able to bear it. But now I am the spirit of reality to get into you and to open you and to show you who I am in full. Right. That's right. And and I think this this is such a help to us that, only as the indwelling one, only as the spirit who has come to abide within us, are we able to have this kind of revelation, this kind of speaking. The Lord there among the disciples was so wonderful, and they cherished being in the Lord's presence and having his speaking there. Yet the Lord himself said, I have many things yet to speak to you. He was not content with just what he was able to speak there in his earthly ministry, you know, in the land of Judea. He was not content. There was so much more that required his going to the cross and his coming and resurrection as the spirit that could be received that could indwell not just the disciples, but every single believer, every single one of us who have believed into the Lord Jesus. We have received him, and he is now abiding within us. And in his abiding, he is teaching us. He is instructing us not in a doctrinal way. He's instructing us in a living way. And so I want to continue even 19 and 20 from where you left off. Yet a little while and the world beholds me no longer. But you behold me because I live, you also shall live. In that day, that day is the day of the Lord's resurrection. You will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. And actually this this is the real speaking is what what is revealed is that what God wants to do, he wants to get inside of man. 
He wants to become one with man, and he wants man to get inside of him. He wants God and man to be joined together. This is what the speaking accomplishes, that no longer would God remain God, the creator, so wonderful, and it's what a, you know, what a beautiful creation uh, God has stretched forth. And we, we marvel, and we even were, we're so appreciative and even the gift of just creation, the beauty of creation. But this is not God's goal just to have creatures that revere him and that adore him as the mighty one, the, the one even who is able to save. He's able. His arm is not short. He, he does have the strength to save us fallen, miserable ones. He, he doesn't, he's not delighted to just stay there. He wants to actually be revealed to the extent that he is now one with his creation. He, not just the creation being the, the creature man. Man was created to be one with God. And God, in his speaking, this is what he's speaking. He's speaking, you are a vessel to contain me. You have a spirit to receive me. I am now the spirit to get inside of you. We are now dwelling together. We are in each other. I am in you. You are in me. This is the speaking that we, we need to be under. This is what the Spirit is speaking to the churches. It is revealing everything that was required to make this union possible has been accomplished. Christ has fully accomplished God's, God's purpose to make God receivable and make man able to enter into God. So now the two have become one. And I just have to say, praise the Lord. It's beyond our understanding, yet we understand it to some degree. We, we realize there is now another person within me. And this person is speaking. And what is he speaking? He's just speaking in a way that brings him more into me. He, he, he wants to be more in my thoughts, more in my emotions, more in all the chambers of my heart. How does he get there? He speaks. He speaks into all these areas of my being. And the more I just open to take in his speaking, the more he inhabits, he indwells, he occupies and we become the dwelling place of God in, in spirit. It's really amazing. You're, you're now touching God's eternal purpose from the very beginning. And I, I think this is a wonderful point to end this episode on just because this is our motivation to have the Lord speaking. He spoke in the very beginning. It says he created the heavens and the earth. The earth became waste and emptiness. Then he, what did he do? He spoke, let there be light. Let there be dry land. Let the waters be separated from the waters. He's speaking all the way at the beginning of the Bible, the beginning of time. Then he's speaking to Adam. He's speaking to Eve. He's speaking to all the godly descendants. He's speaking to the prophets. He's speaking uh, concerning himself to come as the Christ. Then when he's here in the flesh, he's speaking to all the people. Then he, he dies and resurrects. He becomes a spirit of reality. Now he's speaking within us. So everything from the very beginning, he's just speaking, 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 speaking. And now we, we seek the Lord speaking. 
not just to know what direction to go with our life, but so like you were just sharing, Michael, the Lord can get more inside of us. Even like it says in Ephesians 3, he can make his home in all of our heart until we just become what he is. As he's speaking to us, all of his word becomes real to us. His words abide in us. He makes his dwelling in us. It's, it's such a marvelous thing, and this is God's eternal purpose being accomplished. That's right. So it's so wonderful that, that just as we're seeking the Lord speaking, it's, uh, it's not just selfish, but even it's, it's satisfying our need and it's satisfying God's need. That's right. Sorry, I just wrote one, one more verse that you just sparked it in me. Since you went to Ephesians, you know, in Ephesians 5, you have the, the Word washing us and the Word sanctifying us. And this is causing us to be prepared as his bride. So the word, even there in Ephesians 5, is, is likened to a labor. And so we have such a provision. The, the Bible is a labor, but it needs to be converted to spirit and life. It needs to be the, the living God speaking to us today. Because then it has the power to wash, to sanctify. Even it has this expression to remove every spot or wrinkle, every blemish, every defect, which, you know, because of the fall, we do. We have quite a condition. And that condition needs to be remedied. But it, it is remedied by God speaking. God was constantly speaking and he is constantly speaking, and that, that speaking is, a, is preparing us. It is equipping us to match the Lord, to even to be his bride, to be his counterpart. And it just brings God speaking, I feel like, on another, on another stratosphere. I just feel like it, it's such a wonderful thing to have God speaking in the sense of his direction. He's directing us, maybe regarding a certain matter or a certain thing. But even while he's doing that, the real goal is the sanctifying, the washing, the renewing, the preparation of his bride. And that causes us to really even not just be impressed that God cares about the affairs of my life. It's so, you know, it really warms our heart to know that God is interested in this decision. And there is a precious opportunity at every juncture in a believer's life to know how intimate the Lord is regarding us and how much all the affairs of our life he delights to enter into and to be the the source to be the 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 one who really takes us that direction but in his taking us that direction the result is we we become more like the expression we become more like him and he becomes more like us we are joined together we are mingled together we are even we, we lose our distinction. We're just one. We're one in this journey. Just everything that you're describing at the end, maybe uh, the, the last verse we could bring in, I feel like this, this kind of um, 
helps us encapsulate like that wonderful experience you're describing in, in John 15 when the Lord said, abide in me yeah. and I in you. Right. This is what the Lord wants. He, when he created us in his image and likeness, he wanted to abide in us and he wanted us to abide in him. And so today, just we're seeking the Lord speaking in the word. We're seeking the Lord's spirit, or sorry, speaking as the spirit for what purpose? To abide in him and he in us. And so as we wrap up this second portion of our four-week series of God's speaking to us, uh, we just like to have this burden going forward. Whatever we hear of God speaking or whatever we seek related to God speaking, ultimately what we want is to abide more in him and to have him abiding more in us. So thank you all for uh, joining us. If you like what you heard and would like to hear more, please like, share, subscribe to, and review this podcast. We'll see you guys next time.